Hey, this is Abby Sachek. Welcome to the New Culture Church podcast. Our vision is to create the culture of Christ in Madison, one person, one place at a time. We believe this happens through being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, and doing what he did. And we hope that the teachings and the content you find here will help you do just that. We also know that these are trying times. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us through our website. We would love to connect with you. We hope you enjoy this podcast. The culture of Christ. We believe that that's gonna happen together right here in Madison, one person, one place at a time. And so what do we mean by that? Well, culture, it's all about patterns and customs and beliefs. And our heart is that through Sunday services, through our communities, through us being present in our neighborhoods and communities, that Christ, his patterns, his customs, who he was, would be so deeply formed within us that the love of Christ would just flow so freely from within us. That's the vision. That's what we're after. And so when we take times to talk about prayer and fasting, when we emphasize the need to be in community, we're looking at the life of Jesus and we're saying, where was Jesus when he was here on earth? What was he doing? We wanna do that. If Jesus was here in Madison, in this city, where would he be? We wanna be there. We wanna do that. We want to create the culture of Christ. And so then our mission is how do we do that? We believe that's gonna happen through being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus, so then we can naturally do what he did. So what does that look like? Well, that means that as a community, that we spend time being with Jesus together. That's here on Sundays when we're praying and we're in his presence, when we're worshiping and we're in his presence. We have recently introduced last year, we're gonna talk more about it, this rule of life, which is essentially a set of practices and rhythms that we're committed to as a church to help form us into the image of Jesus and to his likeness. And so there's things like, like Jackie mentioned in announcements of starting our days in prayer and scripture, of being committed to that as a community, of saying, how do we just spend time with Jesus? And then how do we continue those practices of becoming like him? And we think one of the best places that that's gonna happen is through community, that that's gonna happen with smaller groups, that we can actually be in each other's lives in a way that we can help form one another into the image of Jesus so that we can do what he did in our everyday lives, in your workplace, in your neighborhoods, and in your Christ-centered communities here And so that's kind of the vision. Those are the things that we are continuing to go back and to remind ourselves constantly of what are we doing here? It's more than just showing up on Sundays and and sitting together, but it's all about being formed into the likeness of Jesus that we can create the culture of Christ here in this city. And knowing for many of us, this isn't home. We came from all different places. And then saying, wherever God takes you after this, no matter how long you're in Madison, that there would be things so deeply formed within you that then you continue to create the culture wherever you go after that. And so if you ever look over here at this map on this wall and you wonder what that represents, well, where some of those pins will be are all the different places that people from our church have now moved and are still following the Lord and doing ministry and doing missions. And we're continuing to celebrate those things, celebrate where God is continuing to work and move. So that's kind of our mission, create the culture of Christ together, one person, one place at a time. And now Pastor Ned Belise is just gonna gonna share some of the celebrations from this past year. Yeah, I get the the fun job. I just get to tell you all the cool stuff we did last year. 
Um, so yeah, we did a lot of really amazing things to live out this mission and vision that we have as a church. One of those things is that we introduced our rule of life. So something that we talk about a lot is the rule of life, the rule of life, the rule of life. And we really believe that the rule of life is a model of how we're able to practically step into being with Jesus, becoming like him, and then doing what he did. And the rule of life is a way of helping us actually do that. Because it sounds really nice, but so how do we do it? And so we believe the rule of life is an incredible tool for that. Um, we have these really amazing little cards that are over at the welcome table. Our rule of life is on here in detail, what that looks like with scripture and just our vision for it. Um, so I do encourage you on your way out the door to grab one of these um, as we start to really implement that. You're gonna hear a ton about this because we're about to jump into a couple weeks about preaching about, we're gonna be preaching about it over and over and over again for a couple of weeks. Um, and something really special that we're doing, um, we're talking about communities, but continuing with rule of life, um, we're gonna be doing more of that in our communities. So I really encourage you to grab one of these. But yeah, we introduced that last year. We also opened our prayer room. So a really big thing that we felt the Lord speaking to us last year was to put prayer at the center of what we do as a church community and to have everything else flow out of that place of prayer. So we did convert that back room into a prayer room that is open 24 seven. And we opened that up for the first time last fall and it's been incredible. So we encourage you to continue to be a part of that. We were able to host all sorts of community events. We hosted the Collaboration Project, Discover the Nations, campus ministries, different church plants, and multiple different city neighborhood meetings we were able to host as a church. Um, we were able to connect with local organizations like Bayview, the Neighborhood House, and Yada Fair Trade. Um, we hosted two different classes. We hosted Follow in the spring and three people completed Follow. We hosted Alpha in the fall and four people went through and completed Alpha. Um, our communities, which like Abby mentioned, are the heartbeat of what we do here in the city. From the beginning of 2022 all the way to the very end, we had 41 people consistently be a part of a community, which is over half of our church, which is incredible. Um, and consistently on a week-to-week -week basis, we, had, uh, we averaged 28 people a week, which is absolutely amazing. Um, we had baptisms last year. Two people in our church got baptized, which is incredible. Um, we had some local service projects we were able to participate in, getting in the community, doing different things. We were part of a local blood drive. We did Bayview basket donations, the Triangle Dinner, Fort Dane, Christmas baskets. We were able to be involved with Madison School's teacher lunch, so we were out in the community. Um, some giving things, 20% of our church last year was tithing regularly, with a total general giving of $62,797. All these beautiful details are right here for you guys. Feel free to grab that. Um, and of everything that came into the church, we were able to give 18.8% of everything to missions. Um, totaling, our beautiful, lovely little church gave $11,812 last year, which is incredible. Yeah. That missions giving went to Project Rescue, Hope, sorry, Hope Ireland Missions, Project Rescue Spain, Collab Ministries, Bayview, Neighborhood House, Chi Alpha, Collaboration Project, Nehemiah, and the Madison Public Schools. So that was 2022. Can we just give it up for everything our church was able to be a part of last year? 
Yeah, and I think um, Abby definitely touched on this, um, but just that scripture that we're gonna always press into is just a people without vision perish. And so where do we go to seek that vision, right? Like we can have our own vision, we can have our own goals, all the things, um, but our heart is always, gonna he- is always gonna be to hear from God on what he wants us to do next, right? Like our heart is gonna be, this is God's church, this is God's city, um, he loves this place more than we ever could, so it's our responsibility when saying we're seeking vision, what is our vision? It's really just to cast the vision that God is giving us. Um, so we wanted to just kind of talk to you guys about some things that we've been hearing God say um, last year for this year and just this really cool thread um, that we have found and things that God, are, God is saying in these prophetic words that we felt. So I'm gonna share a little bit first. Um, in really early 2021, when we were initially looking for a space, looking for a building for the first time. At the time, um, the living room was Abby's living room. Um, So we were looking for a place to call home as a church. Um, And we were looking at all these different places and we had found this place. I don't, we hadn't actually come in and seen it yet, but we did know it was out of our budget. Um, And it was far beyond what we could pay for, right, (laughs) right. But we loved it, and we knew we really liked this space, and we not only really liked this space, we felt like maybe God was asking us to not only get one rent we don't afford, but to get two. (laughs) Um, So it was a really stressful time, but we really felt like God was saying to do it, but we didn't know, and I remember praying about it one morning, and I called Abby, and I left her a voice memo, um, because I really felt so strongly um, that God was telling us to dig ditches. There's this incredible story, it's one of the old prophets, but he talks about there was no rain, um, and there hadn't been rain, there'd been a drought for a ridiculously long time, and he tells the people to go start digging ditches to collect all the water because rain was coming. Because there was a cloud, it was beginning to form, rain was coming, and they needed to be prepared for the amount of downpour they were about to receive, so go start digging ditches. It looks super silly, there is no rain, there is no cloud, there's no sign of rain, but go start digging ditches, go start digging up a well. Um, And I just felt really strongly that God was asking us to sign a lease we didn't afford to pay for um, because the rain was coming even though we didn't see it. And so we did, and we signed the lease for this space. Um, We got to sign it again, praise God. (laughs) Um, We've been here for a minute now, and it's been incredible. Um, But recently, we've been doing all these prayer and worship nights, and last, in the fall, We did one on a Tuesday night, I think it was, and we were just here, and we were praying and worshiping, and we all went into that back prayer room. If you were there, it was an incredibly powerful evening, Um, but we all went in the back prayer room and literally just asked God to give us visions and words, and everyone started sharing, and it was an incredibly powerful night, and one of the things that I felt God just put on my spirit and like a vision that he gave me was literally like our space and these windows. We have these awesome windows that go out to the street. And I just saw water gushing out of the windows and water just pouring out into the streets. Um, And I really felt overwhelmingly this reminder of like we started with dry wells um, and that God was now calling us into a season of overwhelming, of overflowing wells. Um, And Abby has some wonderful things to share. Yeah, so... um 
a couple weeks ago when we were here on one of the prayer things, I just really felt kind of this invitation to go look out the windows. And it was our first Thursday morning, like prayer um, and scripture reading. And really on Thursday mornings, it's only been a few of us and all we're doing is just praying and just kind of having time alone in our word and then coming together and just saying the Lord's prayer and reading some Psalms and super simple. And during that time when we were kind of just praying on our own, I walked over to that window and it was still dark out in the morning because we get those lovely dark winter mornings here in Madison. And I remember seeing all the lights coming in. And I felt like the Lord was just giving me this picture of saying like the light is coming. And when the light comes, it overcomes the darkness. And that is all over scripture where we see the light overcoming the darkness. And I just felt him saying that over and over again, the light is coming, the light is coming. And as you continue to go into this city, as we continue to go into the city, the light will overcome the darkness. The light will give direction. The light will give guidance. You think of it, you can't drive with your headlights off. I know last night I was driving out in that storm. If my headlights were off, I can't see. I'm not safe. I can't get to where I need to go. And the Lord just kept saying, as the light comes, as you go into the city, there's going to be clarity. There's going to be direction. You're going to be able to guide people back into relationship with me. The light will overcome the darkness. And then it was that next Tuesday night that I was out in the hall and one of our neighbors here, I was talking to her in this building and she said that to me. She said, ah, oh, she goes, man, I just think our world is filled with light and darkness. And she looked at me having no idea any of this. And she's like, you guys, new culture, you're the light. You're the light that this city needs. And so we've just been praying those things and hearing those things and saying, God, what is this? And um, in Isaiah 58, as it, there's a passage in Isaiah 58 that talks about fasting. And so um, as we were starting our series on prayer and fasting, I was reading this scripture and I was preaching this scripture. We were recording the sermon to put online because our first one for fasting. And as I was reading the one about fasting, I kept going down in Isaiah 58 and it was just so clear as day. And the Lord was like, this is for you. This is for now. This is for new culture, this scripture. And I wanted to read this to you today. Um, with the context of some of the visions that the Lord was giving Pastor Ned Belise and other things that we've heard the Lord speaking. And, and us, we were kind of laughing the other day. We were literally like, man, those things, like how do those go together? What is the Lord doing? And can I tell you that God is hilarious. Like he has the best sense of humor. Sometimes the way he works things out that you're like, what in the world? Because we're just kind of like, I don't really know what this means, but you know, we'll receive it and, and okay, here we go. But I'm gonna read to you in Isaiah 58 verses nine through 14 and I'm reading the New Living Translation. I want you to just listen to some of these words. It says, then when you call, the Lord will answer. Yes, I am here. He will reply quickly. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. 
Do you see what this scripture is saying? That as we continue to work to do justice, to lift the oppression that we see, as we continue to work to be people that honor Christ and with our tongue and learn how to shut our mouths and be honoring in our speech, as we do this, as we feed the hungry, as we're present in our cities and continue the work of being like Jesus and doing what he did, the scripture says, your light will shine from out of the darkness. The darkness around you then will be as bright as noon. Just think about what this is saying, the promise of scripture. And then it goes on to talk about that as you do those things that he's gonna give water when you are dry, restoring your strength like a well-watered garden, an ever-flowing spring. And these are the words that I just could not look away from. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes rebuilders, restorers, that word re, taking things back to what it was supposed to be, rebuilding, restoring. And you know, we keep talking about this rule of life and I think sometimes it can sound overwhelming of, oh oh gosh, like another church with another list of rules, like what did I get myself into? But really it's looking and just saying like, hey, if, if there were things that Jesus did, like keep the Sabbath, like feed the hungry. If you look like that's what has been in our rule of life of talking about being present in a community. And it's not to have these strict things, you know, to say, hey, are you following the rules? But rather to say like, do we have this shared kind of commitment to one another to say, this is who we wanna become. We wanna be people that are feeding the hungry. We wanna be people that are fighting and interceding for justice in our city. We want to be people that are doing everything out of that place of rest in the Lord when it talks about Sabbath, of remembering that everything that we do comes from resting in the Lord and it has to be him. That is what we are about here. And this is what the Lord is speaking to us and saying, the Lord, he will be your delight What do you delight in? Think of what that feels like to have delight and to have that delight in the Lord. And he says, I will give you great honor and satisfy you with inheritance I promised. What can that look like in our city to see those promises come? What does it look like to see that darkness lifted? What does it look like to see those promises to delight? And so as we continue the ways that we've seen God do this, it's just so clear, this scripture. And so I encourage you to go home, to read the scripture, to pray the scripture over our city, to meditate on the scripture. And when you look at the rule of life, to sit back with us and just be amazed. Because I, I can't even begin to tell you, like I was almost laughing when I read this. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because here I am and I'm like, how does this all make sense? Like God's speaking, like there's light coming and he's speaking that like there's gonna be an overflow of water. And at the same time, he's like, create a rule of life, a shared practices that you're going to commit to. How does this come together? And you see it in this scripture that he's literally saying, as we continue to do his work of removing the heavy yoke of oppression, stop pointing our fingers and spreading rumors, feed the hungry, your light will shine. It'll be like a well-watered garden. God is so faithful. God is speaking. And then we have the invitation to respond as followers of Jesus we have the invitation to say, okay, Lord, now what are you asking me? How can I lean into this? And some of the ways that, that we want to do that is that continuing to say, okay, it's creating the culture, it's creating the culture so that the culture is formed so deeply within us and flows so freely from within us. 
So this next year, we're now gonna share some of those invitations, like some practical things of like, okay, we've heard from the Lord. Now, how are we responding? What are some of those invitations that we are receiving? Yeah, that's so good. Um, yeah, the Lord is calling us into really big things, and we already at this point have some amazing, practical, this is what we're doing next steps to be out in the city, in the community. Um, and one of those things is that we have been invited um, to be part of the planning committee again for the Good Neighbor Gathering. Um, this event happens in the fall, but it is a massive, massive event that is community-wide. It really encompasses so much of our city. Um, and we get to be a central force in that and planning it and creating it and also in putting that event on. Um, so this is a really amazing event to reach families and kids right here in our community. So we get to be a part of that. Um, and continuing to partner with Bayview and other missions here in our community that are literally feeding the hungry, that are literally doing the work of justice, of reaching, reaching our community. And we get to walk alongside them and empower them and be a part of that mission. Um, we are also going to be um, a part of the Kingdom Justice Summit this heart. Um, the heart of God is for justice. And so if our heart isn't for justice, we've missed something. So we're gonna spend some time and we're gonna host and we're gonna make the Kingdom Justice Summit this year a priority of something that we're doing. Um, the more we pray and connect with the heart of God, the more we won't be able to look away. And that's a big part of what the Kingdom Justice Summit is, is aligning our heart with the heart of God um, for justice in our community. So we're gonna be hosting that this year or hosting part of it this year, which is gonna be really cool. Um, we have all sorts of stuff going on this year for communities. Um, so last year as a whole, like I mentioned, 41 people were a part of communities and that was from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Um, this year, some of our like big dreams would be that 40 people are attending groups weekly versus as a whole for the year. Um, that feels like kind of like a big deal, but it's so possible and it's so amazing. Um, and even I was reflecting on this with Abby as we were kind of prepping this, statistically our church is an anomaly in the amount of people that are in community compared to the size of our church. Like the ratio of people in community for the size of our church is an anomaly. Most people in their churches aren't a part of their small group communities, but we have made the decision and we are following the vision of God that that is the heart of what we do here. Um, so that is a big part of our vision is that our year total from last year is gonna be our weekly total this year. Um, so that's a huge part of our vision. Another really cool thing that we're gonna be transitioning in is um, for the past two years, we've run a different discipleship class every single semester. We've alternated between follow, um, which is a class just helping walk through your spiritual disciplines, um, to alpha, which is this incredible course that we get to run all about asking questions about who God is. Um, this last semester we did alpha. This semester we have historically now followed up with follow. But we're actually taking a break from that this semester, and we're gonna be pressing into the rule of life in our communities in a really new and unique and really intentional way. Um, we have some dreams about creating a discipleship class and all these different things, but this semester, as a church, we are all going to go through a rule of life class together every Tuesday, so sign up for communities. Um, they start this week. Uh, but yeah, so every single week, we're gonna be going really intentionally, really intensely um, on one of these parts of the rule of life. 
Um, we're gonna be preaching it on Sundays. So on Sunday, you're gonna get a message about the heart of why we read scripture every single day. And then in community, we're gonna get a further teaching on why we read scripture every day. And we're gonna learn how to do it together. Um, and we're gonna walk side by side with one another as a community in accountability and love and in growing together. So um, our communities this year are gonna be structured around that. Um, and, but we're not abandoning follow, uh, not follow, alpha. Alpha is continuing to become a more central part of our vision as a church and our vision for reaching our city. Um, so one of the really cool things about the way that Alpha is designed, um, and Abby and I were just in Canada and Alpha is really huge there. And like they have, some of their churches literally have like an Alpha pastor. That, that's what they do is they run Alpha because it's so massive um, in these post-Christian cities and cultures. A huge part of Alpha is that it is an evangelistic tool. It is a tool to go out and reach people that would not traditionally ever step into a church service. It is a way to say, here's who God is in a space that like, maybe like they just can't receive on a Sunday in a message. And that's amazing, that's okay. We're gonna reach them in a different way. Um, so part of our vision this year too is to continue to expand that, to bring more people in. So we will be running Alpha, I'm letting you all know right now in advance. We will be running Alpha again in the fall and you will be inviting your friends, okay? We're gonna start that work of bringing people in and doing that. Um, if you have any questions about what follow is like or if you wanna participate because I want you all to go through follow, um, everybody that went through follow last fall is like here. So just ask them, because we loved it, right gang? Yes, nod, thank you. <laughs> it was great. So please uh, just continue to be signing up and praying about some of these really cool visions that God has put on our heart. Yeah, and talking about some of the giving stuff, like again, it's one of those things where like I look and I'm like, I look around this room and I'm just blown away what God has been able to do through us this year. Of There has not been one time where someone, an organization that we partner with has called and said like, hey, we're doing this, can you guys provide this? Or hey, we're short on this, can you guys provide this? Not once have we had to say no because of the generosity and the heart there. Um, but we have even greater goals for to say, God, what could we do together? And so our giving dreams for next year is to say, what would it look like if we could continue to do not just 10%, which is our minimum. We're always saying we're gonna give 10% to missions of every dollar that comes in. What does it look like to next year give another 18, 20%? What does it look like to have another $5,000 come in for missions? What could we do? Who else could we support? What are their initiatives? As we have Nedma mentioned, like we are just the relationships we're building with key leaders in our community that are saying, hey, we want you guys to be a central part of helping make this happen. We wanna continue to be ready and prepared to do that. And so as we're looking at some of those things that came in, um, and we're looking at our proposed budget for this coming year. Our monthly budget is gonna be $5,750. And the dream budget is gonna be $6,750 to say, what does it look like if we can do that? Um, so the increase needed there is we need about a $1,500 increase in giving every single month to start be able to be able to support some of the new initiatives and things that God has put on our heart to do justice in our community, to be present, to use this space that we know that he has given us so clearly to use. Um, so with that, part of that is saying, okay, what does it look like if not just 20% of our church is tithing and giving 10% of your income, but what if that was 30, 40%? 
imagine what we could do with that. And so that's an invitation that we're saying, hey, is, are you in a place where you're ready to start trusting God in that type of way with giving of your tithes and offerings? And then continuing to go back and say prayer. Everything we do, we want to be centered around prayer. Hearing from God and responding to God, which is even part of this, is we're hearing these prophetic scriptures from God and we're responding to God and saying, now what do we do with this? So we wanna continue to lean into the prayer room. So look at times in your week and in your schedule that you can come and you can sign up to pray. You can do that on our website um, because we want to be people that are restorers in our city, that are rebuilders in our city. And if you go and you wanna read about rebuilding, go read the Old Testament, some of the prophets, right? Go read a Nehemiah of they were praying in everything they did. Um, Elena, if you wanna go ahead and come to the keys so I'll actually wrap up and not just keep preaching um, so we can get everybody out of here. But this is what the Lord has been speaking to us. And so I wanna read this scripture to you um, again, or actually first I'm gonna let Nedma share about some of the practical invitations and then I'll read it again. So here are some everyday weekly things that we want you guys doing, not just these big giant events. We do want you to be a part of all that, signing up, participating, all of the above. Um, but we really, really believe that it starts with being with Jesus, being with your community, doing those things, and letting everything else come out of the fruit of that. And that's a daily life rhythm. That's a weekly rhythm. That's, that's our, our mundane. So here's some invitations that we want you guys to be a part of as your regular daily rhythms. Communities. If you're not currently in a community, this is a space not just for friends and like all the things, but this is a space for life transformation. This is a space to connect to a body of believers, um, to be not just your Tuesday night small group, but to have people that rally around you and are genuinely your community. We get to model the church every Tuesday night across our city. Um, so if you're not currently in a community, sign up, sign up, sign up. Um, we have incredible leaders on the east side, the west side, and two different downtown groups that want you in that room, that wanna love on you, that wanna bring you into that community. We genuinely have the best community leaders. So please, 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 if you're not in a community, sign up. We also wanna invite you to be a part of classes when we're running classes. Again, we'll be running Alpha in the fall. Um, and you want to be a part of that, I promise. You wanna be in that room. Um, if you have any questions about that, I'm always here, more than ready, more than willing to talk to you about it. It's like my favorite thing, so <laughs> you can come talk to me about it. Um, and we wanna invite you to be contributing. Um, part of being a part of the body is that we get to receive and we get to give. Um, and we get to be refreshed by refreshing others. And that's a biblical principle, is just this gift of getting to contribute and to partner with what God is doing in our church and the lives of the members of our church and also in our city. So we wanna invite you guys to sign up to serve and be a contributor. You can do that at newculturechurch.com. You can sign up to contribute to serve, um, but also in giving. Part of contributing is giving in our time, our talents, and in our treasure. Um, and we're talking about these big goals that we have to go out and be in the community. Um, giving is gonna be a part of that and committing to be obedient in that tithe and giving to our missions fund and things like that. It empowers and it enables us as a body of believers to do the work of believers. Um, so we just wanna encourage you to sign up to serve and to continue giving or to start giving if you haven't yet. Um, and with that, like we mentioned earlier, our contributor night, our first contributor night of the year is coming up. So this is the perfect time to sign up. Awesome. Do you guys want to go ahead and stand with me? Um, and I just want to read the scripture. 
And as we've kind of heard from God and then just said, how do you want us to respond? I want to read this. And then we're just going to take a minute and just give you the opportunity to ask the Holy Spirit, what, are, what is your invitation for me? You see, we all represent different pieces of God's heart. We're all a part of the body of Christ. And so maybe for some of you, it's simply saying, I just need to start showing up and I just need to be consistent, whether that's to communities, that's to Sunday services. Maybe for some of you, it is saying like, there's that light and I feel like there's people that maybe I need to be more present in their lives and inviting and being the light to them. Maybe it, it is different things of looking and saying, yeah, there's, there's some work of like justice that I wanna be a part of. Maybe I wanna get involved in some of the initiatives and the places we're volunteering as a church in our community. Uh, maybe it is just focusing in on the rule of life this year to say, I want to start working and centering my entire life around being with Jesus, becoming like Jesus and doing what he did. So I'm gonna lean into these next couple weeks when we talk about the rule of life. I'm gonna practice these things. I think there's a million different ways that God can speak to you and invitations he's gonna give you. So I'm gonna read this scripture, what we feel like God is saying to us, and then just give you a minute to just receive. And then the worship team is just gonna lead us in a chorus. So... Isaiah 58 says, then when you call, the Lord will answer, yes, I am here. He will quickly reply, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. Then the Lord will guide you continually giving you water when you are dry, restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you will be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interest on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it on that day, and don't follow your own desires, then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestors, Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. So Lord, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you have done and what you are going to do. And we simply say, will you continue to speak? Will you continue to show us the ways that you want us to rebuild, to restore, to step into the city, to lift oppression, to be the light, to feed the hungry? So Holy Spirit, we ask, and I just invite all of you to invite him in your own way right now. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Would you speak to me? Show me what it is that you are inviting me to do. And then as we sing this song, saying I open up my heart, I open up my hands, my life to you, God. Will this be your prayer response of telling the Lord that I say yes, that I've heard, that you have spoken, and I'm open, and I'm going to be obedient. So can we just sing that chorus together?